0: to trade today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson and as always, thanks for tuning in. What is the future of government food assistance in America? When we think of food assistance, we usually think of food stamps, which now come in the form of SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Here in Michigan, we have bridge cards, but The Trump administration now has a very different idea about how to provide food to people who can't afford it. It would replace half of the benefits people receive with boxes that are filled with non-perishable foods. They would not contain any fresh fruits or vegetables, and it would be up to the federal government to decide on those food items, not the people consuming them. This might seem like a radical idea to many of us, but... It's not new, not by a long shot. This is essentially what the government has been providing Native Americans on Indian reservations for decades. And it has had a significant impact on their health. And big surprise, the health impacts have not been great. Recently, the public radio network National Native News did an extensive series on Native health. Part of that series focused on nutrition and the history of these food programs on reservations. Here to talk about that history is Antonia Gonzalez. She is the host of National Native News. Antonia, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello. Yeah. So uh, talk about these food boxes. Uh, Why does that exist on Indian reservations? And what has been the consequence of providing food for people that way?
1: Well, historically, Indigenous people across the country um, were were connected to the land, and so before you know farm to table, before all of these health health uh, diets started popping up, Native people historically were hunters and gatherers, um, also growing their own food, and then with the arrival of Europeans, that changed a lot and displaced a lot of traditional foods and also with came the loss of traditional knowledge of different foods, plants, medicines. Um, and then, of course, uh, we hear from elders and historians that diseases such as diabetes and obesity was pretty much unheard of until um, colonization and with the arrival of rations. And that's when um, the diet started to change and, of course, access um, to food. There are a lot of social determinants that impact the health of Native people, including um, what the U.S. government started providing to our people um, with these uh, foods and these food boxes.
0: And uh, the people who receive these, how are they reacting to the idea that the Trump administration wants to expand this program and give this to other folks?
1: Well, for a lot of people across um, the country on reservations, uh, the commods, commodity boxes, um, people have long learned how to use them. And um, it also comes with different foods that, you know, Indigenous people were not used to eating and digesting. For example, milk. You know, there was a lot of powdered milk in a lot of these boxes. And still today, a a lot of people, um, including myself, people in my family, were not um, really attuned to digesting um, different products that we were given. And so um, it's had a lot of uh, consequences on health, but you hear that um, people have, uh, you know, continued to um, use these boxes in any way they can. And we hear from health professionals as well um, on how to make what you have better. Like like I was saying earlier, the social determinants of health is there's a huge problem with access to fresh, healthy food Mm -hmm. um, on uh, reservations across the country. And so some... Um, health professionals suggest um, using what you get maybe at local convenience store or from these government commodity boxes is to make better choices with them. Um, For example, if you have canned foods that have a lot of sodium or a lot of sugar with fruits and vegetables that are provided to rinse them really well um, to get a lot of that extra uh, sugar and salt off of what you're going to consume and, of course, um, flour. And so to look at how you're using that flour um, and make Making maybe dry bread instead of fry bread. So there are ways that people are trying to um, make the, the use of what they're receiving um, to look at better options and how they can get more fresh foods um, to their reservation
0: communities. Yeah. Uh, the idea here, I think, from the Trump administration is pretty obviously about control control of the people who receive government benefits somehow they believe that uh, they've got to they've got to exercise more control over those folks and their choices than is is happening now it, it strikes me that that's something that for native peoples is absolutely defining in the relationship between the government and them this idea of control and the food control uh, that comes with Being on a reservation, for instance, uh, is is a central part of that. In other words, the the government has real sway over how you live your life.
1: Right. So the government does have a trust responsibility to tribes to ensure the health and well-being, which includes... Um, the, the what we're talking about is the, the food and different food programs. And there's movements across um, Indian country to call for better, improved access, not only to the food that they're getting, but through policies and legislation. Um, tribal leaders, health advocates, people in the agriculture business are pushing for um, more to be done in the Farm Bill for tribes. And also what you're seeing across the country are food sovereignty programs. Tribes across the country are working on bringing back Back more traditional foods to their people. They're working on different, getting more access to um you know what they they used to eat before um, the arrival of settlers so there there is a lot of work being done um, and especially when we're looking at what's happening in the administration um, tribal leaders are testifying they recently testified in an Indian Affairs hearing about the Farm Bill saying that they want more control over their nutrition programs um, and a lot of these programs are working to address those diseases uh, diabetes and obesity um, and so they want to take back not uh, take back control of not only what they eat but uh, also addressing these health health concerns that have come up because of um, what we're consuming across the United States.
0: This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Antonia Gonzalez. She is the host of National Native News and is a member of the Navajo Nation. We are talking about the Trump administration's idea to supplement food stamps with boxes, boxes of unperishable, non-perishable foods, Uh, that is not a new idea to people who live on Indian reservations where this kind of practice has been the way that the government provides food for a very long time. And it has had really deleterious health effects on the people who consume this food and have to make their diets around what's in those boxes. Uh, Antonia, on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, which is one of the poorest regions here in America, there's a real problem with uh, diabetes and subsequent limb amputations. Uh, there's no real access to healthy food there. Um, how pervasive is that scale of the problem, and how related is that problem to this idea of of these boxes?
1: I think it's also a part of changing um, perceptions and 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 getting people to. To look back at what they are consuming, um, an issue also when you look at the health and wellness of people on reservations is not only a limited access to health fresh um, foods, but also there's a lot of inexpensive fast foods, um, highly processed foods, uh, even medicines. And so, going back to traditional foods, um, not only for the well being of, of of your body, but also physically and spiritually, because a lot of people have a connection to the land and to the environment. And going back to um, one of the people we interviewed in the series you had mentioned earlier on our health and wellness series uh, was an actor, bodybuilder, fitness enthusiast, and community advocate who really pushes for health and wellness. And um, he was saying that, you know, people, indigenous people don't often go hunting or gathering anymore. And part of that was building a fire and the work put into not only getting what you're um, making, but also it's part of being a community. Community And sitting down and cooking and telling stories and sharing stories, which is all part of health and wellness, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually as well. So it's, it's more than just um, what's being handed, um, you know, what, what pe- not handed down, but what people are receiving um, as assistance, but it's more of a cultural thing as well as looking back to tradition and traditional foods.
0: And, and when you talk about these foods that are in these boxes, there's, there's a term that you used a little later, a little earlier in the conversation, fry bread. And I'm not sure people who are unfamiliar with, with this practice of these boxes would even know what fry bread is. Talk about that and, and why it's part of the problem.
1: So with the introduction of flour, figuring out how, what to do with it, what to make out of it. And, of course, um, it turned into bread uh, in communities across the country, um, which fry bread is not a traditional food such as corns, beans, and squash. But it has become a tradition in tribal communities. Every single community I've ever visited across the United States uh, and Alaska, that fry bread is part of, um, you know, everyday life for some people. Um, It's also used at feasts and and different social events. And a lot of people take pride in their fry bread. Um, You'll see in the Southwest, um, a lot of people take pride in how big Uh, their fry bread is mm-hmm. and it, it it is delicious <laughs> it's good it tastes good but um, it's not necessarily good for you um, in the sense of, of course of eating a gigantic piece of fry bread or having it on a daily basis so what we hear from health advocates is maybe to make make the portion smaller and not have it every single day but fry bread has become part of um, Native American culture even though it's not in the sense it's not a traditional food it has become a tradition
0: and and what's wrong with the fry bread? Can you sort of explain what what is well, bad about it? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so I can I can share from my own. You know, every every tribe is different. Everybody has their own different unique recipes. Um, uh, for example, um, for you know, if I was going to make a batch of fry bread, um, you get the flour and some salt and maybe some baking soda, some hot water. Um, you know, make the dough and then. Think of like a pizza dough (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and essentially maybe depending on how big or how small, um, maybe plate size would be a good size for a big, nice Navajo taco. And essentially, you just heat up the oil or Crisco or whatever you have, um, any kind of oil or fat or lard that you have and put the put the dough in there and and crisp it up and, and to just the way you like it. And, um, it's often, you know, like a, a, a Indian taco often has, um, meat and beans mm. and cheese. And, and so just consuming that amount of, um, fried, fried bread on a daily basis. Um, and who knows how many, you know, how many, what the serving is, um, for one person, if it's yeah. like a huge plate or something, so that kind of gives you an idea. Um, other tribes put sh- use sugar um you'll see different sizes and and um, there's fry bread contests at different powwells and social gatherings um and it's also used in in um, different celebrations across indian co- excuse me across Indian country
0: yeah uh, can you talk about the broader efforts uh, among uh, tribes and and native peoples to try to, I guess, reclaim the diet and and move away from the food that's in these boxes. Uh, I know I've heard a, I've heard a term uh, called commodbod, which uh, is about the idea that these commodity foods create a certain kind of unhealthy look and and being health being for 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 folks. Talk about what the what the reframing of that looks like. Uh, the the effort to do something different, and how likely it is to succeed, given that uh, these these commodities are given out in places where there isn't great access to other kinds of foods.
1: right. So if you think about receiving a box of food that's very highly processed, a lot of salt, a lot of sugar, Um, you know, not a lot of nutrition, uh, nutritional values compared to if you're getting on a daily basis fresh, healthy um, foods and also that access of Um, having fresh, healthy uh, foods, being able to go to a grocery store, go somewhere um, or having a farm or growing your own food compared to having these um, highly processed foods. Um, But there are tribes, like I said, across Indian country working on food sovereignty programs, uh, tribes wanting to take over their own nutrition programs. Um, We talked to somebody actually at the American Indian Health um, there in Detroit who um, is engaging community members in conversations of what they want in their health and so a lot of people were saying they wanted to learn about traditional foods. They wanted to learn to grow their own foods. Um, they're taking part in cooking classes. Um, they're concerned about what they're eating. Um, there's there's uh, other urban programs. There's programs that, like, for example, in Phoenix where they have an urban garden. And it's not only just um, about consuming the food, but it's also getting out there and putting in the work. So it's the physical activity and also the community activity of being around other people, and um, which is making people people feel better. There's also um, seed banks here in New Mexico. Tosuke Farm has its own seed bank and farm. And so they're preserving traditional seeds from across the country and growing them. And um, they call themselves seed protectors, just like Compared to water protectors you hear of across the country where they're really taking it on to um, keep these traditional seeds, keep traditions alive. And um, um, here in New Mexico, Pueblos uh, are, are, are known for their farming techniques as well. And so providing these fresh foods through their farm to the community and also um, keeping alive these seeds so that the, the knowledge continues here in New Mexico.
0: Yeah. And and the idea that, that these boxes will expand uh, and be given to other people, uh, sort of suggests the urgency, I guess, of 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 rethinking these things, of of trying to do, to do something different. Um, is there is there, from your perspective, a real hope that this that this will work?
1: I think you're seeing a lot of hope, especially among the young people. There are a lot of people, um, young people who are looking to get into the agribusiness as well um, to revitalize uh, traditional foods. You you see a lot of um, young people um, working on different ways, exploring how to um, get people encouraged and how to motivate people um, to get healthy. There are a lot of um, nutrition, health experts, fitness enthusiasts across Indian country um, who really care about their community, the health and wellness and looking at as a holistic approach um, as not only just the diets and what we're consuming, but also community and getting the the entire community involved. Um, you have people who are starting their own um, cooking shows on YouTube. Um, you have um, young people who are lending their knowledge to the community, um, helping young people in sports and wellness um, and also nutrition. So there's a lot of work that people are doing there. And I, And I think you're really seeing tribal leaders um, coming to the table and offering their support. And also you have tribal leaders who continue to advocate for their people. And that's one of the number one priorities in um, Indian countries, the health and wellness of people among the many issues that uh, we're facing today.
0: Antonia Gonzalez, host of National Native News, member of the Navajo Nation. Thanks for being with us here on Detroit Today. Thank you. That's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. See you tomorrow.